Take this moment for yourself to be present. Listen to guided meditations and wellness tips designed to help you stay centered and achieve your goals. We'll guide you through the practice of mindfulness, self-care, gratitude, and love, all created to empower you to live your best life. For more, visit getgrounded.life. Hello and welcome. I'm Nirelle and this is Get Grounded. And today we have a very special guest, my new and dear friend, Christelle. And Christelle, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and um, what's something that you are excited, passionate uh, about? What are you feeling into today? Hi, thank you so much for inviting me into your space today. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. This was super spontaneous. I don't know if we should share with yes. our audience, but we just met today um, at a very special dinner uh, with a group of women and we all inspired each other. And now we're so inspired that we're in <laughs> her car recording this very spontaneous podcast. So that's a little bit of context. Um, but yeah, my name is Christelle and I'm a photographer based in Miami. Um, I'm focused on intimacy, capturing intimacy between two people or between one person and them th themselves, basically. So it's all about soulful connections. And that's in a nutshell <laughs> who I am uh, at the present moment. Like that's the identity that I identify with. Um, but it took me a whole journey to get there. Um, I was in love with photography from a very early age. Um, it started when I was 14 and I was shooting everything and everyone mm -hmm. with my cell phone. Um, it was a Sony Ericsson and I stuck with Sony ever since. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then uh, it became basically my necklace, the, the camera. Uh, I would go walking in the streets of Beirut where I grew up and capturing every single detail in the street, just life in the street. And growing up in Lebanon, we all, like the youth generation, <laughs> we all grew up with the expectation that we would leave the country at some point in time mm -hmm. for a better future and more opportunities. So deep down, I was documenting the city that I knew I would leave one day. Wow. Um, yeah, and since then, I have been very attached to documenting everything in different ways, like photography, film, recording. Like, to this day, like, I go walking every day and I record myself talking. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so, and then I went to college, and at 18 years old, you know, you don't really have control on your... Like, technically, you do have control with what you want to do, but not mm -hmm. um so like a lot of parents mine wanted me to study something uh, more career oriented so I knew I wanted to do photography it was crystal clear that's what I want to study and they pushed me into something more um concrete mm -hmm. so uh, I opted for something close enough so I ended up studying landscape architecture so something more 3D, more real, I guess. Um, 
So I've been doing landscape architecture for the past seven years now, and it's only been a year that I have explored fully my photography and I've created my business and I'm going to celebrate my first year anniversary in 14 days. So I'm super excited and for it's been a year of overlap between having a full-time job and my photography business. So it's been a long ride and exciting ride and that's where I am now. <laughs> I hope that was not too long and boring, but yeah. No, not at all. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing. And what really resonates with me is um, the documentation piece. So that we are recording and capturing this moment right now. I absolutely, I really appreciate <laughs> capturing moments. And when I'm with groups of friends or I meet somebody new sometimes just out of the blue, I'll love to take a photo or record a spontaneous podcast episode because it's just, there's something so, there can be something so magical about these otherwise um, like mundane parts of life. I feel that that's like not even giving enough credit though to these interactions and moments that are really truly special. It's almost like I also want to hold on to something that I know won't last forever. Yeah, kind of like you were saying about growing up in Beirut. I feel like I know that, you know, these really amazing magical moments of life, just that's it, they're moments. And part of like my experience has been around um, like trying to almost not document as much so that I can feel like I'm more present. But I also just really love to document because I really just love to like capture and preserve and I feel like if there is the right balance then it doesn't have to take away in fact it can you know it can preserve something that's actually really beautiful and really special um, so maybe could you share a little bit more about you mentioned the kind of photography that you do it's very interesting the intimate moments with oneself or with other people could you share a little bit more about like what that looks and feels like and what inspired you to um, to really focus on that kind of photography as opposed to like nature or food or something else? Everything you said was so beautiful. I could hear you speak for hours. Like you have this ASMR... <laughs> voice anyway um to answer your question what drew me to that genre of capturing intimacy is i think it started in the streets just capturing moments in the streets that are between like what i was capturing in the streets wasn't just the streets i was always looking for people mm -hmm. in the streets interacting with each other or just being by themselves and I would love doing people watching and I still do um but there's something so magical about seeing someone in their own world like with their own thoughts and feeling and then sharing that with another human being or being um 
it always drew me like I'm always you know how people are always drawn to like light or whatever it is I'm drawn to people and connections so naturally like things led me in that direction (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and what that looks like in photos is quiet quietness it's not loud it's um in between like reading in between the lines something that is not said or spoken it's just there and you feel it like you look at the images and there's a feeling that you feel as the viewer mm-hmm. um and at the dinner we were at we were talking about like looking into, into people's eyes and how that is actually looking into people's soul mm-hmm. that's why it's so difficult for us as human beings to maintain eye contact because it's a deep experience like looking into someone's eyes and it made me realize realize that it's funny I've been for a full year have been looking into people's eyes through my lens Mm -hmm. and I think that's crazy to think about because it's like I've been looking into people's souls (laughs) through my lens um that's kind of intense um but yeah that's pretty much what it is um focusing on intimacy and um looking at photos beyond what is physically there Mm. you know a picture can be a veil and sometimes you need to capture also what's beyond it and that's what i'm interested in I'm not interested in something that looks beautiful. I'm interested in what it felt like. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what I feel is so special about art is when you're either sharing some self-expression from within you or you're capturing some expression of truth that exists out there in the world. Um, like you're looking into somebody's soul and you're just like feeling their truth and then what you're capturing is sharing that with others it's amazing and I am really enjoying tying so much back to what I'm really feeling into right now which I also shared at dinner which is dropping down into the body and just feeling And that's so interesting because when I think about photography, I think about, you know, how we're so used to communicating with words. And so when we when we consider these different mediums of connection and expression, like physical touch, um, photos, these are things that like don't it's almost like we remove that layer of mind like also like I was saying at dinner mind or like intellectualization of of just our feelings and we like drop into actually what's the feeling what's the sensation what's the emotion that is evoked when like we touch or when I like see a, see you through my lens um yeah so I find that super interesting at this phase for sure 
And um, let's see, I because your journey is so interesting and unique, you know, coming from different places, living in different places and um, capturing photos in different places, you know, what have you observed or experienced between, um, you know, the photography that you were doing in Beirut versus not that it has to be compared, but more just like general observations maybe there are similarities that are surprising or maybe there are differences that are surprising um or maybe you just notice like general patterns no matter where we are in the world um how would you say that those experiences have been photographing people around the world such an interesting question um for a long time i felt invisible taking photos like I was just trying to be invisible and I was just I don't want to say robbing but I was capturing moments without people knowing and I was kind of like stealing that moment from them in a way and versus now I'm I'm here and I'm expressing myself through the photos through my connection with my subjects so it's a different dynamic in that sense because I'm part of the the story that I'm capturing. It's no longer just capturing simply what is there. It's also I have a role in it. Even though my style is very documentary and photojournalistic and I try to not impose myself um, as much as maybe other photo- photographers do. So I try not to direct something too much that I see more of myself in the photos rather than the people I'm photographing. Mm-hmm. But still, there's like this very fine line between being a presence and photographing what's in front of me and being invisible. Mm-hmm. And that's a shift that I really appreciated between just being a street photographer, a travel photographer, to being a wedding and portrait photographer is... I stopped hoarding photos for myself and now I'm sharing, I'm sharing with others, I'm helping others. So it's just super powerful that I've shifted my mindset around my photography and I'm appreciative of that. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, amazing. And when you talk about uh, yourself as part of the photo that you're taking um, and showing up in presence or showing up wherever you are. Um, how does like how does your your current state of being, your mood um, play into the photos that you take or does it? Like I would just I ask this question because I imagine that the way that you were describing, you know, like, if you are kind of a part of the photos that you're taking, then I would imagine, I mean, I feel like I go through all sorts of shifts in energy and mood. And so if I'm taking a photo in a certain like mood or space, like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, then that that might like show up in the photo somehow, but maybe not. What's your experience been with that? It's funny, someone asked me that question recently Mm. of a very similar question, like, you know, because it's a very people-facing 
job and you know it's not like an office job where if you don't feel like it you call it a sick day you, you still have to show up you still have to take those photos so mm-hmm. interesting question um so I like if I'm not in the mood or feeling down or something and I go to a shoot I'm a very like I pick up on energies around me like I when I move from one space to the other I can easily shift my mood um and then when I meet my clients um I can totally switch from you know not feeling so great to then being in this whole other realm of connection with my clients um I would say I adapt I adapt to any situation and yeah I pick up on energies and then we go from there pretty much cool yeah yeah that makes sense um and shifting a little bit into a theme of self-care um which I love to talk about on get grounded and we were talking a little bit about earlier um we were talking about spa days so I wanted to ask you um you know whatever sort of life people are leading uh we find ourselves sometimes wrapped up in busyness um of whatever we're doing and it's easy to neglect ourselves and so what are some ways that you um that you show yourself some care show yourself some love and maybe i gave people a sneak peek already into one of the ways um but yeah if you could share i love self-care i love that topic um and definitely i'm one of those people who neglect myself when there's a lot of work i always put uh, you know other people first my work first um and all of that but then sometimes i have this like reality moment of oh my god i forgot my body i forgot i had the body and then i'm like you where i live so much in my head that i forget that i have a body right. it's horrible to say wild? it's wild you can literally forget that you have a body. <laughs> yes that actually happens oh. um so I love spa. Yes. That's when I take a spa day, I feel present. And you were talking about like this separation between like wanting to document everything versus having moments where you're really fully present. Like that's one of the ways that you know, I don't have to document my spa days. <laughs> no camera. Yeah, no. And they don't allow you to have a camera anyway. <laughs> so that works great for me. I just disconnect. I don't feel the urge to document. I'm just here with my my body, my feelings, my everything. I come sometimes with a with a journal to write because I don't writing is not easy for me. So I really need to be in the right I don't know alignment with my body and mind and soul to be able to write properly. So I love doing that. Um, spas are really the one thing I can splurge on. Like no no control on that mm-hmm. uh, but something else I learned this year is um, there's only so much you can do like I before I used to say oh I don't believe that there's time for everything uh, what <laughs> I got lost here I used to say like I don't believe that there's not enough time to do everything that you want like you can always fill your time with whatever you want to do and you can do it but this year I realized 
that there is a limit <laughs> when your schedule starts to fill up with stuff you reach a point where you're like okay what can i do next so i had to reassess what am i doing in my day that i can not do <laughs> so and then i started feeling more like reflecting more about my chores every single thing i was dissecting like how do i feel about this am i does this make me feel happy no what would i rather be doing this okay so i actually started outsourcing things we have a cleaning lady we have a meal delivery system um i started um outsourcing partially like my admin work for my photography and some of my editing um so it's just you know when you're constrained you start thinking about creative ways to make it all work mm-hmm. and by doing that you're living like you're getting closer and closer to your desired life because otherwise we get stuck in this routine of like doing things we don't care about or want to do that suck our energy and the more you release those things and you realize i don't have to do it all i don't have to do this and that like i know i'm supposed to by society or whatever but the moment that you release this and you're like oh, it's no longer my responsibility then you're freed up to do other things that light you up that light you up so much that there's an aura be- like around you and you inspire others and yeah <laughs> i got yeah you know what i'm trying to say but yeah yeah wow totally resonates um the i can relate to that kind of like ambition and drive you know to feeling like i can do everything i'm just like yeah it's almost like if i don't at least try then what am i doing am i like settling for some version of myself that is less than like who i could be in my full potential but no <laughs> i'm actually just like being more realistic and realizing that i have this like bucket of time every day and every week and then once the bucket is you know full that's it i don't have any more time and so it's like when i'm planning out the week and i'm filling the bucket with each thing that i'm going to be doing that week like there comes a point at which it begins to overflow and it makes me think also of you know like i do for work also product management when you're planning for a quarter like what are we going to do as an organization in this 3 month period you can only you can only put so many things on that list <laughs> and you and you you know have to be realistic and estimate like how long will each of these things take um because if you try to just put too much on there you're going to basically set unrealistic expectations people will get disappointed and if you try to do everything then you're just going to burn out and you're still not going to be able to really deliver so similarly like with ourselves um yeah it just makes sense like there are really only so many hours in the day there are only so many hours in the week so i feel like 
one thing that's really easy to do is to be reactive. So like whatever comes our way, that's what we do. You know, it's like the first thing that I comes to mind, like, oh, I'm reminded of this thing that I had to do. Okay, I'm going to do it. Or this person reaches out about this other thing. Okay, I'm going to do it. And I feel like it's just worth calling out because I've noticed myself and other people living in sometimes like this state of reactivity and at work too, you know, it's like really easy. Oh, an email comes in, I'm going to respond. But this is where like mindfulness plays in is where we can like pause and take a step back from whatever's going on. And if it has to do with our photography business or it has to do with, you know, our work in tech, or it has to do with our life, um, that pause and that taking a step back and that viewing everything from a more holistic perspective allows us to prioritize and, you know, really reflect on like, all right, what are all of the candidates? What are all the options? And then where do they fit in terms of like most important, most urgent, you know, like highest priority, highest value, um, like amount of effort, that sort of thing. Anyway, that was like kind of a product management segue. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I completely feel that the whole like just taking a step back and really asking ourselves like, what can I either pass along to somebody else to be doing or do I not really need to be spending as much time on or can I just like plan for a future time so that way I can be making time for the things that are really important to me in my you know like relatively short life I mean it's yeah (laughs) that's all basically so yeah Christelle it's been so amazing to share this moment with you um, and spontaneously record like this the one thing also that you mentioned that we were talking about earlier let's bring it back Mm, Constraints. constraints yeah thank you so I would love to you know maybe just wrap with with sharing a little bit more about what we were what you were alluding to with constraints and creativity and maybe how that applies in photography and different aspects of life yeah so we were talking about constraints uh because i have been noticing this past year i've been doing my photography business in parallel with my full-time job as a landscape architect and realizing that if it hadn't been for my constraint of time, I wouldn't have been full of drive to achieve everything that I've achieved in the past year. And I wouldn't have been able to prioritize what's important. Um, because you're right, everything that you said, um, in the end, it's you live passively if you're reactive. Mm-hmm. And if when you're not, you're taking control of your life and that's a life better lived because you design your life. 
But yeah, I've just learned to appreciate constraints because normally you'd be thinking, oh man, if I didn't have my full-time job, I would be able to flourish and grow the business and all of that. But in reality, is that true? Like what's better to be constrained so much that your drive is so strong and, you know, grows your business more than you could have ever imagined in because you've been so creative in finding ways to make it work? Or is it better to have all the resources in the world, all the time in the world to grow something and not have the drive? I think that they're core, like, you know, they're related. I think, and this ties also into um, my work as a landscape architect as well. I really love constraints, I realized. I I am not drawn to designs where it's a blank canvas and I'm asked to design something. I'm more interested when it's a project that has constraints, like, you know, so many different layers that I have to think about you know, context, history, social aspects, um, plants that are existing, um, structures that are existing that we have to work around to make something work and realizing that the end product is so much more meaningful when you have all of these constraints because everything has a reason to be and then you look at the project and you're like, wow, <laughs> This was created so creatively around all of these con constraints. But then you see this other project that is made out of nothing and is kind of like parachuted out of no, con no substance. It's not the same. Like you're not, there's no depth. So that's why I love constraints. Wow. You know, um, that actually really reminds me of Tulum. Um, because I don't know, have you have you spent time there? Actually, I just came back oh, <laughs> from Tulum. <laughs> no way! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I went. I was there for my first destination wedding, like last weekend. It wasn't your wedding, was it? No. No. Okay. A wedding I documented. Oh, nice! Oh my gosh! Well, that's amazing. Um, I I really love Tulum. I was there for five months um, last year. Wow. And uh, and what what I really really love about this magical place, one of the things that I really love, is that the architecture is so much around that like kind of constraint oriented um, design, whereby the sidewalks and the buildings and not everything, but like many buildings and site and you know mm, I don't know how you say like structures I suppose that are built are really integrated into nature and so there are like hotels that are really open and there are trees like all inside and restaurants you know where everything is like open air and there are trees inside the restaurant mm -hmm. and um I just felt like it was just a lot more integrated with nature and um, I can imagine from like an architecture design like you know a construction perspective that that really presented challenges 
um, and it would probably have been easier to just like clear the land but also that would have sucked because it just would have been like taking this beautiful amazing nature that was there and you know like destroying it um yeah so I really really appreciated that about um about that special place and and can understand the whole constraints and creativity and it's just finding that balance right between what we were talking about just before with prioritizing and not taking on so much that we you know burn out or are unrealistic but then also like constraining ourselves so that we can um, find that creativity and we can be more selective like something I've really enjoyed too is because I have been constrained with having my full-time job I have been very selective with the type of projects I go after for my photography like it wasn't just you know I I was I threw myself in in photography full-time and you know had all sorts of projects that may have not lit up my soul as much you know so I really enjoyed that too that's beautiful I love the ending note of lighting up your soul um so Crystal again it has been so amazing to share this this moment with you and to meet you tonight at this wonderful dinner and uh, I would love to um oh wait did I did you pronounce your name Christelle? Mm-hmm. And I was saying Crystal. Sorry. Yeah, it was correct. Yes? Yeah, sounded correct, yeah. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Christelle. Okay, this is what happens when you just meet somebody and then invite them to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has been so amazing to share this with you. Uh, where can people find you and your photography? Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm it's surreal that I'm here in your car recording this podcast. Um so if you want to follow my work and come say hi, um you can find me on Instagram at from kb with love or on my website www.crystalbulos.com and yeah, I hope to see you there and to cross paths with you. <laughs> amazing and we'll include links in the show notes thank you so much for listening um i hope that this episode inspired you in some way reach out um share thoughts feelings experiences uh on instagram at getgrounded underscore and have a beautiful rest of your day and until next time Stay grounded. Mm-hmm.